So my name is Stephen Jenkins, and I will be today's host for the podcast value. And on today's episode, I have with me Steve Jenkins. Steve is the founder and ex-CEO of Pharmaceutical Associates Incorporated, a pharmaceutical manufacturing company in Tampa, Florida. Um, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Glad you have on. Glad to have you on with us today. Um, so. Essentially, what this podcast is, is it is people, entrepreneurs coming on and talking with us about their journey. But instead of being just pure business related matters, uh, this is kind of views entrepreneurship through the scope of character and virtues. Um, So to get us started... Would you please share with me your entrepreneurial journey? When did it begin and how did you end up where you are today? Okay, so I, uh, I started work in what was a family business, uh, Beach Pharmaceuticals, um, about 40 years ago now. Um, came out of college with a degree in chemistry and um, um, same degree my father had. My, my father started, actually started Beach Pharmaceuticals in 1957. So basically joined a family business um, in the late 70s. Um, and from there, we, had, we acquired a, um, the business that you mentioned, Pharmaceutical Associates, um, in the probably about the mid 70s. So we'd owned it for several years when I started. And then it was it was my responsibility to kind of work with uh, my dad and other people to develop a vision and grow that business. Um, it, it, it started strictly as a very small um, manufacturing for others only um, business, which we call a CMO or a contract manufacturer. And through the 80s and the 90s, we we um, started to develop our own product line, our own packaging innovation um, in the area of unit dose, which was really the focus that PAI stayed with through most of the time that, that we were involved. Um, we, uh, we had, during late 90s, right around 2000, we had about 350,000 square feet of manufacturing and distribution in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, built a contract development lab um, here in Tampa, Florida that is still in existence today, has about 20 chemists that are in the our employee and um, continued to um, file products with the FDA, add products to the product offering line. Um, probably 2010, 2011, 2012, it, it became clear that the a very highly regulated um price competitive market was not going to be a uh, multi-generational family business. There was just simply too much consolidation, too much acquisition, and and frankly, too much risk. So we we decided to look at um, transacting the business and um, did that uh, about a year ago. We we currently, I'm still chairman of Beach Pharmaceuticals, and we have a um, small Tampa uh, Tampa family office that I am... um, chairman of as well so that's uh that's pretty much brings us up to about where we are today awesome awesome uh so to kind of get into the character traits side of this business uh one of the virtues that we talked about this semester was courage 
Um, and so in what ways, if any, has your courage been tested? Yeah, so I think that, um, that there's been um, a number of times, um, you know, obviously when you're, you're um, making pharmaceuticals and um, anytime you manufacture something, there's always a potential for something to go wrong. We, we've had a, a couple instances where there was a um, summer of 2015, actually, we were in Ireland and there was a... Uh, the CDC had gotten involved because there had been some deaths in, in hospitals from a, a product that was similar to the product that we made. And there really had not been a link back to the manufacturer that was um, was having the problem at that time. So we, we had to make some, some difficult decisions um, to remove our product from the market until we were certain that uh, that our product was was not the root cause of the problem with the FDA and the in the CDC and uh, and certainly um, you know any of the the times where there's there's been questions or, or problems with a a drug you face recall you have to you know make a, a timely decision to um, to recall the products um, and, and certainly on a human level I, I think that um, uh, you know we had. 300 families, which, you know, could be as many as 600 lives that were, you know, we felt a, a strong responsibility for in terms of um, providing um, work and a, a source of income to to um, house and feed their families. So lots of decisions that um, that have to be made in that area that can, can definitely challenge you in those regards. Yeah, it that kind of sounds like it would be scary to go through, especially being in your position and sounds like something that it was never really encountered before. So I could imagine the fear behind that. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we this started as a, as a family business, but we were very vertically integrated. Everybody wore lots of hats. Um, there, you know, we, we performed a, a number of different tasks there's been times that I've, um, manufactured some of our, our, um, Packaging components certainly worked in the lab in the area of development and testing. Um, as the company grew and our role changed, it you know that 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 evolved. Um, but certainly the um, the issue around being concerned about and caring for employees, whether it be for benefits for their health care or retirement possibilities with four hundred one k issues around employees injuries, um, employees personal situations it, it um you know there's a there's always a human side to a business and um I, I think that that was something that um learned a lot about and um you know really had to but still had to maintain that vision of you always think about what what are you going to be in two years what will you be in five years and, and what do you hope to achieve so it's more trying to look at those long-term goals but but also take care of the um the day to day, and and we have always managed the the uh, business from Tampa, even though it was remotely located for most of our employees in Greenville, South Carolina. So that created some challenges as well, but uh, we were able to to work through most of those. That's awesome. Um, so another virtue that we have been talking about throughout this semester. Uh, is that of honesty. And in my opinion, I personally feel this to be one of the most important virtues that a person can possess. 
especially in terms of being an entrepreneur. Uh, I feel that transparency is key to running a virtuous and good, wholesome company. Um, so in your experience, do you have any examples of when you were challenged to be honest? Well, um, certainly some examples from, from when I was in school. I, I think that you have, um, you know, and it's some of the things that you're seeing today with kids with, with so much um, remote and virtual learning um, and, and people worrying about things like plagiarism and cheating. Um, I, I think what you find, you know, psychologically is that um, that you just challenge and you have an expectation for your students or your employees to... Um, to be honest, you, 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 you just compel them that this is the, the thing to do. And I think that for me personally, when, when I experienced that um, at a time in at college and high school, I think it was a, was a very effective tool. I, I think that, you know, for, for me, the, the honesty, um, you know, certainly there, there are many things that, that you can do, many things that you see have done um, in the area of what we the business that we're in and um, that that cross certain lines and, you know, things like, like integrity and trust and honesty are just, um, they're all intimately tied together. And um, if you can't be truthful, um, whether it be your coworker or your, your boss or your subordinate, um, you know, it's going to undermine your ability to perform effectively, to, to run a business. And um, sometimes that means you, you stand up and you, you, admit you made a mistake something was done wrong something was missed and um you know you just you just work past that but it's 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 really important i I think if um you know to me honesty and integrity and and also trust kind of all go hand in hand if and if if there's any question um with your coworkers or what you're trying to build as an entrepreneur or what you want to do it's it's going to put the entire foundation of what you you hope to achieve at risk and will make it very difficult to succeed. Yeah, I could I could see how not necessarily on your part, but I could see how in an industry like pharmaceuticals that's so cutthroat and so high stakes where some individuals may almost feel an incentive to not be as honest as they could be or should be because they have so much at stake in their company. So yeah, um, there's, there's been many examples of companies that um, have been on the verge of transacting for significant amounts of money. And then in the due diligence process, there's been um, discoveries of, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, of fraud, which really is, um, is obviously is dishonesty and deceitfulness and um, has materially a, impacted uh, in, in many ways um, negatively, whether it be shareholders, investors, um, families in the business. So at the end of the day, I, I think if, if you, um, you can't be honest and, you know, sometimes the consequences of honesty are, are difficult, but that's part of the process that you have to, to um, experience to, to learn um, and go through. But it, it, being forthright and honest and, and either getting in front of a problem and dealing with it openly or um, just admitting shortcomings and, and promising to do better and work through it as you go forward are 
are, are critical components for your success, not only in your business, but in, in your personal life as well. Uh, that sounds like it's a good philosophy to have. Um, so, uh, third, uh, virtue that we've kind of been talking about this semester, uh, is the idea of hope. And especially with the year that we've all gone through and just all of the crazy, unprecedented challenges that we've been faced with, I think that a lot of people could use a little bit of hope right now. So in your opinion, what role does hope play in the life of an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's interesting that you all are, are discussing some of the concepts and, and such as hope, um, particularly when you, you, you think of um, hope and, and faith in, in such a, a non-secular type of setting and what is, is really is kind of a, a secular world. And, and I, I think that there's, you know, hope to me is, is that the, the feeling that that some future action is going to to happen or occur, and, and of course, it can be hope can be used in uh, in a negative context or in a positive context. For me, I think personally, and from a business standpoint, I, I think that um, you know hope is is kind of that um, that blanket you have for yourself that 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 tells you every day you got this you're going to you're going to figure this out this is going to work through this is going to be okay and and it it kind of keeps you on point and on focus on the on the things that you want to do um you know obviously people talk about false hope and loss of hope and no hope but i i, I think that I, I think that you know and, and of course it's just sitting on your hands and saying i hope things will be better and i hope things will be different i i think it's you don't want to interpret it to mean that you just hope for the best. You want to still be very proactive and very engaged and not only hope for that, but to work for that. But it, it does give you that, that, that sense that, um, that your things will work out the way they should and the way they could. And then you should continue to work hard to, to reach that goal. I like how you point out that second aspect about how even when you have hope, that does not preclude that the work that still needs to be put into seeing what you want to have happen. And I feel like that's a common misconception with the whole concept of hope is that hope is really just kind of leaving things to chance and hopefully the cards will fall where they may. But I kind of like how you show that work is still a necessary aspect to make sure that hope is seen through. I I mean, I think if you compare it to if you had a cancer diagnosis and and we all hope that we will be better and get better, but that doesn't mean that you still work very hard proactively with the medical professionals or your physicians or hospital or whatever it has to be. I mean, again, to me, it's like that, that comfort food or that blanket that says, you know, we're, we're going to, get through this and we're going to figure this out and we're going to keep working to do that until we get there. And so at some ways, when you, you think that people talk about all hope being lost and, and which kind of ties more into things like despair and, and discouragement, I, I think it's, it's just a, a trait that you have to have that will keep you moving forward. And not to say that Again, you, you can't just sit on your hands and do nothing, but it, it, it gives you some comfort that you're, you're going to get this and you're going to figure this out. So a fourth 
virtue that we have kind of spent this semester focusing on is the virtue of humility. And you are clearly a man who has seen a lot of success in his business and his life. Um, so have you ever really found it hard for you to be humble? Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, certainly a lot of that comes in with your, your upbringing and, and what you're used to. Um, my father, your grandfather, um, was one of four boys and a, a child of the Depression, and, and they were children of the war. And I, I think that um, for me, humility is, is really is, becomes a part about how you, how you interact and work with people, how, how you ex- think that people should be treated. If you think of sympathy versus empathy, um, th- there are differences in what those mean. And, and I think that the empathy part ties a little bit more into humility. Uh, I think that the ability to interact and, and talk with people that, um, you know, that the, your employees are, are, they're not, you're not their boss per se, and they they don't work for you. They, 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 they work with you and, and many of them are your peers. And, and I think that the only way to, to work with people effectively is to um, approach them in that way and, and to be honest with them and open with them and communicate with them as you would hope they'd communicate with you. So I, I'm, I'm not sure about how humility is learned or how it's, you know, sometimes humility is learned by um, being humbled and by failing. And I, I think that that's, um, you know, something that if you're in any business long enough, you're going to, um, you're going to experience that. But I, I, I do think it's an important aspect um, in business and, and in your life. I, I mean, you know, all of us um, have our own challenges and, and have things that we're hoping to accomplish and have hopes and dreams and, you know, I, I think that it's it's important to listen to other people, their stories, try to put yourself in their position, how they feel, what they think. And, and that's that's all um, part of that humility. It, it's really just it's more of a of a human value to to interact with others. And I, I think it's it's very important. I, you know, it's I, I found after 40 years, you can sit and talk with someone in a few minutes and find out how how sincere and how real they are or how phony and how full of themselves they are. And it, it's just something that it's, um, you know, people need to, to always think about and to be conscious of. And, you know, one of the ways of that is focusing a lot on what you do and the blessings that you have to, uh, to giving back and working with others. And I, I think that those are all important aspects of any young person that wants to, become an entrepreneur or get into business and hopefully get into their own business. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so another of the character virtues that we've kind of been throwing around this semester has been the idea of resilience or the ability to kind of bounce back after being presented with an obstacle or even a failure. Um, so how has resilience been a part of your story as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that, um, resilience and, and persistence and, um, you know, stability are, are all things that, that have been challenged for us. There, there's been times where 
you know, everything that we built and everything that we grew, we, we did with our family and, um, family assets, family money. This wasn't with what we refer to as OPM or other people's money or banks money. So you, you have a real sense of, of what you're doing and you, you run into like in any business, you run into challenges, difficulties, uh, facility that is old that you know needs to be renewed or repaired or uh, or an fda inspection that didn't go the way you'd hope it's going to go so you have to invest you know significant money to try to and there's there's been times that um you know that that that's been challenged in a way that um you know it, it might just be easier to say this is this isn't um you know going to work out or be where we want to be. So, but you just have to, you know, that, that, that resilience to, to get up and face those challenges and, um, and figure those things out and come back out the backside, if you will, stronger or, um, are very important. I, I, I think everybody that is, has a business, starts a business is going to have periods where there's, there's self doubt. There's uh, questions about, um, success about problems with the business sometimes you all you all you see is the problems and you don't see the other side and so that that's an important part of getting perspective and um trying to alter the perspective in a way that's more positive but um i I think that that resilience and and frankly determination to succeed um or to endure more than succeed is is a really important part as well played an important part in our business yeah i like how you kind of point out that dichotomy where you are at such a low point on your path and you are at probably one of your weakest or lowest points but within that there is a sense of strength to be found within that weakness so i think that's kind of a interesting relationship that you pointed out between the two concepts Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving a little bit away from the virtues that you and your company possesses, um, we would kind of like to know where did you get your concept of these virtues? Who have been your moral role models and how did their example shape who you are today? Yeah, I, I think that, um, for me personally, you know, obviously my, my dad was a big role model who I worked with a a big part of my life. My mother, um, you know, I, I was raised in a time where it was not uncommon for the, the, the husband to be the the sole breadwinner and the the mom to stay home and and cook and raise the kids. And, you know, um, I, I, that's, you know, and I think what's doing today where that's so different is great. And it's wonderful because I think that, you know, honestly, my my continued involvement in entrepreneurship—it's really exciting to see young women, minorities, people of color become much more involved. And um, I, I think they've been significantly—I know in our industry—significantly um, underrepresented. But I, I think that um, I think most of the those feelings about family and. Um, you know, trust, responsibility, stability, integrity, those types of feelings um, mostly came from my upbringing and family. Uh, obviously, th- there was a lot of reinforcement through that in my Jesuit ed- education in high school with the um, 
the priests and, and the classes that we took. And, uh, and so I, I think that had a big impact as well. But I'd have to say a lot of it was, um, was family, for sure, and, and the, the values that were kind of imbued into you during the, the process of growing up and going through your educational career. That's why it's interesting to kind of have this perspective speaking with my own father because I am kind of of the same token where I feel that the values that I have and that I possess today are really a byproduct of what you and my mother have instilled in me. So it's kind of interesting to see how that generational passing along of values and character kind of continues on through the family. Yeah, I, I think that that's true for a lot of people. I mean, look, uh, interacting and working with other people is great. I, I think that, you know, one of the, the one of the most successful things any entrepreneur can try to do is work in a collaborative environment. But, you know, in, in collaboration, you, you have um, you have approval and you have um, acceptance. But but hopefully you also have that little devil's advocate role that, that says, yeah, but, you know, what about this? And so it, 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 that allows you. So working with others that are like-minded, uh, I mean, for me, entrepreneurship, what I, what I love about entrepreneurship is our, our bright young minds that are just energetic and ready to get up every day and face the challenges and try to build something bigger and better. It, it, it never, look, we all have bills. We all have mortgages and car payments and, and have to, put food on the table, but it, 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 it really, at the end of the day, it should never be about, it should never be about the money when you're starting something in this. And I think that, um, I think it should be about the passion and the vision. Um, that being said, there, there, there has to be a, a balance in the approach and what you do. Um, at the end of the day, what you're looking at building is, um, is a business and business requires, um, other perspectives. It requires other skill sets. Uh, you may be able to create the best app or create the best um, widget that, that everybody in the world wants. But when you walk through that threshold, that that's going to become a business and, and, and it will, you know, you're going to have um, uh, income statements and financial statements and trial balances and be able to meet with bankers and insurers and, and, deal with um, all of the things that you deal with with employees, both good and bad. But I, I think a team collaborative approach is always um, amazing. I, I think for me personally and the background of education I had and what I did, it was um, not as much of the collaboration. And I, I think it's, it's really good and exciting to have, um, to have that possibility to talk not only about what you're doing right, but what you could do better and, um, and what, what other approaches there's always one thing I found there's, there's always many paths to the same destination or goal. And, and, um, that's part of, part of the humility too, is to, to listen to other people's ideas, consider them, talk through them because there's always a lot of people out there with really good ideas and there's always different ways to do things other than what you may think is the only way to do it. So that, that creates a very, creative, effective environment for an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you kind of brought up the idea about there being multiple paths to get to the same destination. That was kind of the perfect segue into my next question, which is looking back on your path specifically, is there anything you would have done differently? 
Hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I I don't I don't think so. I I, I think that um, you know any time family businesses are always a little bit unique and different because of the environment of the um, of the structure. And um, but I we we were lucky because I, I think that we were able to. Um, to work well uh, together and, and strengths and weaknesses um, measured out well. And um, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think what, what I am seeing though, and in, in some of the thoughts and advice I would give um, because we've gotten much more involved in entrepreneurship down here with um, Embark Collective and met a couple of groups. Um, I, there, there's a, there, there's a lot of, my concern is is that, that that there's more focus on an on an event than there is on on building the um, enterprise, if you will, and um, a lot of a lot of discussion around debt and transactions. And I, I, I one of the things, and I think it's just the nature of how we grew up and what we did. We we were always um, very reserved and measured about debt and you know debt can be your best friend but it can be your your crushing worst nightmare and i think we like to sleep better at night than to to worry about um lending covenants and and all of those sorts of things and so i I would encourage anyone that's an entrepreneur i mean you you know that the number one reason most businesses fail is that is they are improperly or underfinanced. And so I, I think that um, you, you may have a passion and want to build something, but maybe you need a day job to, to kind of work to that direction. Um, and because as soon as you start going to look in, at the venture capital, which is a very common thing today, um, at some level you've, um, you've a little bit leveraged or sold your dream to someone who really doesn't necessarily love you or care about you you're just an asset on a balance sheet that is either performing or it's not so I I think it's always you need to be very measured and thoughtful about um, about what you do in that area and um, and and really just be passionate and love what you do and and try to get up every day and make it a little bit better and grow and if, if it can become an economic thing and make money then that's just um great and um you know, kind of let it let it evolve in that way. And if it's something that um, makes sense to transact or make a change, then you'll know when that that time is right to do that. But um, I think that that that's something that I would definitely starting out. I would would be very measured about the approaches about lending and finance, and that there's a lot of um, activity in this world today with with VC and. PE money to be spent and but that that creates a whole unique dynamic of stresses and challenges that that many entrepreneurs aren't especially young or not are not geared to do and if that was um, my one piece of advice to the college kids that, are, that want to be in entrepreneurship what what you're really talking about doing is starting and building a business so I think it, it, it would be, this is one thing I didn't do as much as I should have. So that would probably be a regret that I would do differently is, is get more of a background and in, um, in the areas of, of finance and the things that make a business run. All, all businesses run 
on that same model of um, assets and liabilities and general ledgers and balance sheets and income statements and trial balances. That doesn't mean you have to be a CPA because I've always been a very big believer in hiring really good people that you trust and that you care about and let them do their job. And um, so certainly the area of a CFO or finance role is, is very important for any business. Um, and so I, that, that would probably be my advice to anyone that's looking at um, becoming an entrepreneur uh, for sure. Well, I think what part of what's made this podcast so great is that each of your responses have had a lesson to be learned or a little bit of advice all along the way. So this podcast is really set out to be geared towards college students who are looking to get into the field of entrepreneurship and are maybe hoping to start their own business. And I really feel that you provided a lot of responses that kind of help provide a little bit of knowledge that may not have been had beforehand. So I really appreciate having you here on this podcast today. And I appreciate you taking the time out to have this interview with me. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Thanks.